Hello and welcome to My Little Family, the show where we, Isaac and Michelle, share principles, values, tips, and tricks on how to build and maintain long-lasting relationships full of romance, fun, and happiness. We've been married for 24 years and have built a community of like-minded individuals. We're excited to connect with you. If you're seeking to develop fully and long-lasting relationships, we invite you to join us on this journey. In this series, we're exploring the concept of love is this, not that. Today's episode delves into the importance of honor in a relationship. Love is honorable, not dishonorable. So join us as we uncover the secrets to cultivating a relationship built on respect, integrity, and mutual admiration. Let's get this party started. Awesome. Well, you know, we have some really cool things to talk about today, Michelle. I'm really excited about um, this episode. You know, uh, we've mm-hmm. been kind of continuing the series of love is this, not that. And uh, uh, right now we're going to talk about love honors. It does not dishonor, right? Just making sure you really understand the kind of definition of love, because, you know, if you don't really understand the definition of love, it's kind of hard to, 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 to exercise it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so today we want to explore the simple and actionable ways that you can bring honor and love into your relationship so that you can get it flourishing and thriving. So I'll start us off with just a joke because we like to do this to kind of lighten the mood and make it easier and fun. Uh, So a priest was being honored at his retirement dinner after 25 years in the parish. Mm -hmm. A leading local politician, a member of the church, was supposed to go and give this presentation, but he didn't show up. So since the politician was delayed, the priest just said, hey, I'm going to get up there and say a few words while we're waiting on him. And so he said, you know, I got my first impression of the parish from the first confession I heard here. I thought I had been assigned to a terrible place. The very first person that came to my confessional told me that he had stolen a TV. He had, uh, and then when the police questioned him, he lied his way out of it. He had stolen money from his parents. He embezzled his employee. He uh, he had numerous affairs and all sorts of garbage. And it was just, you know, everybody was like, wow, you could hear a pin, you know, a pin drop. <laughs> and uh, so the, the priest was like, I was appalled by how many awful things this horrible human had done, but... I realized that as the days gone on, you know, people weren't like this person. And and uh, and we actually had a really great go- group of loving people. And everybody oh. kind of started to applause. In came in the politician apologizing for he was while he was late. Mm-hmm. And he gets up to the podium and he says, oh, I'm so sorry for being late. Anyways, uh, um, uh, uh, as I wanted to share, I'll never forget the first day that Father so-and-so came to the parish. As a matter of fact, I have to admit I was the very first person that ever gave his first confession to Father So and So, and the whole crowd was like, <gasps> "Oh, <laughs> he blew his own cover." Yeah, <laughs> cheesy jokes. But, um, yeah, yeah, we have to do that. Wah wah wah, <laughs> or, <laughs> or crickets, right? Yeah, that's really what's deserved. um uh, okay so yeah let's knock this uh show off on a right 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 place um uh so michelle and i used to do ngo work uh for for different charities we used to be working in mexico hey isaac for those people who are not familiar with the term ngo what is that it's basically just charity organizations, non non governmental um, charity organizations. Got it. Um, uh, a- anyways, 
As part of that work, we had a bunch of young men and women that would come fresh out of college or high school to learn a thing or two about how to get involved in helping other people. Mm -hmm. I was in charge of a pseudo school that enabled uh, people to do that. And uh, so uh, one particular year, we had a few students that seemed a little less capable of the work that we were doing. Let's just say they appeared and uh, the other students even kind of started to accuse them of kind of being a little dull, right? Mm -hmm. A little kind of hard to learn. They seemed to not be able to grasp the concepts. They were always kind of falling behind on the work yeah. and and seemed to like, you know, we, we would... You know, like if they were speaking another language, it was just so hard to kind of get things together. And so they kind of develop a reputation of, you know, being dull or dumb or a dollard, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that was kind of the way it was. So anyways, fast forward that same year, we're doing some work and we're down in, in kind of the mountain indigenous region, regions of Oaxaca working with some tribes and uh, just everything that could have gone wrong on that trip started to go wrong and... I had to take and absorb some of the blame that was, wasn't mine, mm -hmm. but um, I had to take and absorb some of the blame for some different things because, you know, that's what you do when you're a leader. And it wasn't a good feeling. I was, you know, kind of dejected and frustrated about the whole situation that we were going through. Yeah. And I just sat down on, you know, on the floor and uh, was just kind of thinking. And then all of a sudden here comes in, we're going to call him Mr. X. Mr. X. Mr. X. And so Mr. X kind of walks up to me and he, who is Mr. X? Mr. X is one of those dullard, the ones that, you not know, the everybody, sharpest tool not the sharpest the tool in the, okay. in the, in the toolbox. Right. Um, he, he comes up to me and he basically, we had a conversation and I remember, I don't remember the conversation or what we talked about. I just remember how I felt about that conversation. Cause it was so many years ago. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that I realized is that I had, no idea who this person was. I had thought of this person in one way, and now we had one of those mo super wise, intimate, uh, eye-opening conversations. And you're sitting here, and you and I just realized, oh my god, did I misjudge you? Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, oh my god, did I not get who you really were? And and I learned a, an important lesson: you can't. You can't enjoy who a person is if you don't first honor who they are. Yeah. If you don't first honor who they are. And part of the aspects of, of why love is this and not that is that you can't really love somebody if you don't honor who they are. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, especially in today's world, you know, I remember it's like dating sucks sometimes, you know, uh, because uh, when you're dating, what are you doing? You're kind of putting your best foot forward. It's like it's like a job interview uh, for the rest of your life sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's just say most of us aren't even ready <laughs> to be that, you know, the rest of our life yet sometimes when we're starting dating. So it's just, yeah. it's a lot of falsity, right? It's yeah. a lot of fakeness and nobody likes that. But that's that's kind of part of that aspect. And so really taking the time to honor somebody really allows you to really love them. You love them for who they truly are. You're honoring that person, their, their way of being, their style, their communication and everything like that. And I'm reminded of your grandpa, Isaac, who held 
like lifelong friendships and relationships and they were all different they all had their unique styles and personalities and your grandpa used to tell you something about accepting friends and not trying to change them what was it that he that he used to say <laughs> he had a friend that that uh, let's just say because uh, I, I hate politics, but uh, one of his friends was the opposite of what he was. So let's mm. just pretend if my grandpa was a Democrat, he was a, a Republican. If he, my grandpa was a conservative, then he was a liberal and vice versa. If yeah. my grandpa was a liberal, he was a conservative. He had a friend that they were just polar opposite when it came to the political spectrum. And that friend just had this thing that he would talk about politics and particularly try to do it in such a way that was irritating, uh-huh. right? And and my grandpa one time, after being extremely irritated with him, uh, we were I was washing the cars because I was working for him one one summer, and he had a car lot, and I was washing the cars, and he he came out and he said, you know Isaac, and he talked about that man's name and he said, um, he's a mf, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, he says, uh, but. You know, you can't choose your friends. Um, you gotta, you gotta be with your friends no matter who they are, and even if they drive you nuts, you know, you gotta, you gotta hang on to them and and don't ever pick your friends. And I, at the time, I didn't really get it. I didn't understand it because I was like, yeah, Dad, uh, Grandpa, I totally disagree. Yeah. If somebody irritates you, blow them out of your life. Yeah. But what he was trying to teach me was, your friends have the power to create awesome things in you that yeah. you won't have if you blow them out of your life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those irritating things are actually those very things that help you be a better person, even though it's irritating to be around or something like that. They nature. do diversify who, who we are, right? And it's, yeah. it's become like a way of life for us now, that legacy that he left behind, even though we can't actually talk to him anymore we do adopt this style when people come into our lives of not just dismissing people by, you know, making presumptions, but really honoring who they are, um, regardless of whether or not they're exactly like us or they align um, to to the way that we think or the personality style. And it's really enriched our lives to not have this mentality of just disposing of people simply because um, we make presumptions. We, we, Strive to honor the people in our life. Yeah. And um, obviously the, you know, because we're talking about love is this, not that. Obviously, if we honor somebody, the opposite would be to not honor them. And and that's a, honestly a dangerous road because yeah. if you are, you, this is one of the really unhealthy of kind of like the whole concept of just do what you feel like. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why is because guess what? Um, uh, uh, the natural cycle of the earth you know, is, is kind of this crazy chaos where, where the tree grows in, uh, an environment where bugs are trying to eat it. There, there can be animals when it's smaller that it can just totally step on the tree. But if the tree just continues to go through and live in all of the chaos of its environment, Mm -hmm. that environment shapes it, right? It forms the, the awesome factors of a tree. But if a tree could pick where it wanted to be, it would not be as strong. It would not be as healthy. It would not be as um, yeah. uh, powerful. 
than, than to, to accomplish all the things that, that it is if you took it out, if the tree could choose its environment. Right. And one of the things that I think it's really important in life today is that we have to be careful to not try to so much control our environment that we eliminate, and, and I say in a healthy way, right? I mean, obviously you shouldn't, you know, if you're living in a place where you get robbed five times a day, hey, yeah, use, that, that, yeah. yeah that use common sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, you, you know, in a healthy environment, try to try your best to live in the situation, be present and engage in the difficulties as well as the um, beauty of that environment. So right. uh, let's talk a little bit about the definition of uh, honor, and uh, particularly the definition is, I'm, I'm sure everybody understands it. You can look it up in the Oxford Dictionary. You know, it's just great respect, esteem, uh, quality of character, so on and so forth. But what I found was interesting is that you can look at the etymology of the word, and and that actually is interesting because it comes basically from an old French term, uh, which I definitely probably going to pronounce wrong, but it, mm. I think it's or something like that. Okay, don't ask me. Um, uh, let's just pretend like I said that right. <laughs> you did. Yay. Bravo. Where's that sound effect for clapping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do the uh, applause. Say, say the word. Honneur. Okay. Yes, yes. Very well done. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so... Uh, anyways, the interesting aspect is is this was when in the old feudal days, when there were kings and queens and feudal lords, if somebody that was basically either a slave or a serf or just, you know, nobody, an indentured servant, had done certain things that really were amazing and recognized by the king or the feudal lord, they would give him a title. Mm. And that would basically kind of exalt them above where they were. Say they were a serf, now they're no longer a serf. If they were a slave, they were no longer a slave. And it basically took them out and it put them in a place of what we call today honor, Yeah. right? And so it gave them the ability to, to sit in court. It gave them the ability to you know connect and do all these other things. So it changed their life. Um, so I thought that was interesting because if we perceive that how we should be looking at other people, it really kind of puts that correct perspective of how right. we should regard other people and honor them. Yeah. And so like a practical definition of honoring is recognizing the other person's worth, valuing them, their opinions, their feelings, treating them with dignity. Those are all uh, practical ways to define honor. And we do have some uh, benefits from honor that we, that we kind of put together some of the benefits that you can receive from honoring a person in your relationship is that it does create a safe space and nobody can show you who they truly are if they're afraid. So creating that safe space allows that person to really demonstrate who they are. It can reinforce their identity as well as yours as you interact and make a life together. And it celebrates who the person is, and it allows that person to rise to that level. And it does turn into a reciprocal thing, right? It establishes a norm for a relationship that turns into a, a beautiful cycle. Yeah. you. I can't under, <laughs> underestimate how powerful it is. You know, I, I, I work a lot in coaching. And so uh, in my, my job as coach, we ask questions to help people discover 
some of the concepts that they are inside. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. It is mind-boggling how much we learn about ourselves and how many things we can think we totally knew. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like we we start to un- discover them. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I find so powerful about this making a safe space is you can't have real, you know, uh, breakthrough with people and have great conversations with people mm-hmm. if you don't first honor them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that that's so true. You don't, and honoring them is creating that safe space for them to be who they are. It reminds me of that story you shared at the beginning, right? From the person that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So we do have some practical ways that you can show honor and and honor your partner. And we wanted to go ahead and share those with you. Is it okay if we dive in? Yeah, let's jump into it. So the first one is listen actively. Put away your distractions and listen with the intent, without, sorry, (laughs) the intent to reply. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm the worst at that sometimes. I'm maybe, like, uh, I already me. know what I, well, I, I guess we both, <laughs> we both have our times, right? Where yeah. I'm just really listening already. As soon as you shut up, I'm going to say my thing now. <laughs> You're holding on to that thought instead of listening, thinking about your reply already. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's obviously you're not really listening. True. It's easy when you're in the other seat, right? So like if you're talking to me and you're the one doing that, Uh or you're only holding on to a reply, it's so obvious to me that you're not listening to me. But it's like when I'm doing that, I struggle to realize Uh that I'm not listening to you. Well, I think even if it's not obvious, it's still not honorable, right? Yeah, it's Whether It doesn't matter. You could be excellent at fooling your partner, making them think you're listening to them, but is that honoring them? Are you really listening actively? Yeah, that's super cool. Um, Show interest in what they're saying too, you know? Mm -hmm. And and that's honestly part of the recipe of the reason why, like we talked about in one of our first episodes, Rules of Engagement. Michelle and I really believe in listening to each other. And we have even like some parts where we we practice asking, like, when you said this, did you mean this? You know, and stuff like that. And that makes it so much... easier to understand each other and avoid conflict or avoid that conflict going into deeper escalations. Right. Communication is a key aspect of relationships. Now, another actionable step that you can take is to acknowledge your partner's feelings and show empathy. So even during a disagreement, like we're talking right now, it's important to validate. They have a right to their opinion. Mm. Just because they're in a relationship with you doesn't mean they suddenly have to have your opinions. It doesn't mean that they have to feel what you feel. Acknowledge the right to their opinions. Validate the right to their emotions. Let them know that their feelings are important to you. This creates trust in the relationship, which is foundational. Yeah, because nobody wants to really just be with anybody that all they care about is themselves. Right. And you will quickly show people that all you care about is yourself when you don't, you know, demonstrate physically that you are acknowledging other people's emotions. That's right. right. Yeah. So um, if you don't, that that's pretty much who you are probably appearing to be. So if you're like, oh, uh, I don't, I don't mess with that emotional type thing. Then guess what? You even if you don't mess with it, you probably seem like the guy that doesn't care, or you yeah. seem like the girl that doesn't care. Yeah, you don't have to be the same person as your partner. No. Just acknowledge that they have a right to their emotions. Acknowledge they have a right to their opinions. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What's the next step? Yeah. Cool. So uh, respect their boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being intimate with someone means that they let you in on what is a trigger uh-huh. and you're going to have to never touch that button. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a, it's a crazy thing. I mean, I always think of like surgery. Surgery is probably one of the most intimate things you can ever do uh-huh. because you're literally letting some, some person, a surgeon open you up and be so close to your body parts that maybe even body parts that you've never even touched in your life. Yeah. So that is the same thing when we're having communication, we're talking about intimate things and we're sharing things from our heart. Mm-hmm. You want to trust that somebody's not going to cut you up right? and, and destroy your, your emotional fortitude for the rest of your life. Right. Um, we discussed this in a previous episode um, about rules of engagement. So if your partner's telling you, I, I just, I need a break from this conversation, for example, um, I need a break from this conversation. I need to cool off. Um, they're already warning you that they've been triggered and they're being kind enough to respect you and telling you that's enough, please let's move on or let's take a break. That's one example of a way to respect and not push a trigger and push your partner beyond their limits. All right, so what about this next one? Keeping your promises. When you keep your promises, you're showing not only that you are reliable and trustworthy, but that you value your partner's trust. You say something, and if it's not something you intend to keep, it loosens the the power of your promise. You got to keep your promise. Yeah, I always think of this is the one that I always want to do very well. And I realize that I, I don't, um, especially with you, Michelle, I think that I don't know how many times I promised that I'm going to take out the garbage and I forgot, <laughs> or I didn't clean something up that I said I was going to clean up, or I didn't install that thing that it was going to install. And, and I definitely, um, am guilty of that. I think we all are. Yeah. But what I, I also know is that I'd rather, put an enormous amount of effort into keeping my promises, even when I fail, yeah. than to not care about it at all. Yes. Because um, in the long term, there are many things that I've always kept. And mm-hmm. this has been a kind of a, 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 a really great thing in our relationship, too. Yeah. You've built confidence, built um, strength and, and character and so on and so forth with the promises that we have kept. So keep your promises, even if it hurts. Yeah. What about the next thing? So um, let's speak kindly to and about them. Words are powerful. Use them wisely. Avoid sarcasm, criticism, and hurtful comments. And, you know, I'm not talking about joking. Everybody can enjoy comedy. And and if that's your thing with your wife, do it. (laughs) Michelle and I are jokers. We we like to tease each other here and there. Maybe me more, more so. And I definitely get in trouble sometimes, (laughs) but, um, that's where you have to be sensitive to the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Be sensitive. (laughs) Uh, I definitely go sometimes too far, but I recognize, and because I love her, I stop, right. You know, and I, and I do the things to stop. So the other thing though, is that some people, you know, they, they go too far and they don't respect that, that uh, part. I remember uh, there was a friend of ours involved in our life and um, he was just a really funny guy. Everything he ever said, he just had that magical charisma that he could have everybody laughing. Yeah. And everybody loved him because he was just so funny uh-huh. and lovable. Yeah. But 
most of his, he, he kind of created a character almost. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like Rodney Dangerfield, right? You know, in the sense that, oh, but my wife, <laughs> you know, and he, uh, he, his wife was always the bunt uh, or the, the brunt of the jokes. Yeah. And, and although they were married, it, it was kind of odd because she was never there. Like in the parties, it was always him mm-hmm. and she was never there. And, and for some reason, I guess in our, in our absence and our youthful, uh, absence of understanding everything. Yeah. We were newlyweds. We were kind of newlyweds and we just never thought about that concept. But then later on we realized, my God, she was never there because she probably was ashamed Yeah, because she's the character, you know? She's the bad person. She's the joke of all. She's the butt of all the jokes. Right. Um, uh, she's the one that has to basically be the bad person or the bad, you know, she's the the, the wolf in the story, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, nobody wants to be that way. So make sure that you don't turn your significant other into that situation. Yeah, that's and that's speaking about them, but also directly to them, be kind, mm-hmm. right? There are ways to say things. And the way you say something can make a world of difference. Use kindness when you speak. Um, Here's another point. What about expressing gratitude regularly? Do you still show gratitude? And if you're at the beginning of the relationship, you probably do uh, notice and acknowledge every little detail if it's brand new. After a while, you guys might get used to each other and you might forget to notice those efforts, the big, the big efforts are easy to notice. But what about the small efforts, the little things that your that your partner does for you, that are little expressions of love that are just embedded into daily habits? You got to stop to notice their love. You got to stop to notice. Hey, are you being supported by your partner? Did you notice? Did you remember all of the things that um, that you are because of your partner's support? And all of the plans you're able to make because of that support, yeah. be thankful for those daily acts of kindness. Yeah, you, there's thankfulness is you know the attitude of gratitude is the best attitude to mm-hmm. have. Um, and I would also say the longer you're married, the more you have to be super intentional about those things because, like you said, it can get kind of lost in the overall. Hey, you know, she already knows that I thankful yeah. for Mundane. the way she is. She already knows yeah. that the that is. And I say that from my perspective, right? And, well, and vice versa. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, added, express gratitude, be intentional about it. Um support their goals and aspirations. Um mm-hmm. we we change as humans yes. all the time. You know, I I definitely when I was a uh, younger man, um, I had these ideas of what I was going to be in life, and I sure as heck am not what I thought I was going to be. Uh, I didn't make it to the NFL. Hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I am not uh, the the president of the United States. Sheesh. Yeah. And I'm fireman. not in Broadway. Yeah, so it's like, uh, <laughs> what? Wait a second. No, but we do a, we, we, we do adjust. Yeah, and we... we are. And, and as you're doing those things, it's like, you know, career, uh, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations. Yeah. Those are things that you want to be involved with in your partner. And and you don't have, there is no such thing as like, you know, the, the movies make it look like, oh, his career was going this direction and her career was going this direction. So they had to They split. had no choice. They had to split. And the answer is, <laughs> oh, come on. Gag yeah. me with a pitchfork, please. This is so, so uh, 
No, selfish people think that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, the reality is there's always a way to do it. There's always usually a way to do it. Yeah, sometimes it's going to be compromising. Mm -hmm. I had to uh, um, quit uh, going to school to put Michelle through school. And then when uh, when later on in life, I got the, the beautiful opportunity to do the same, you yeah. know, and, and, and in reverse. Yeah. We didn't get to do it right then and there mm -hmm. when we thought we wanted to do it. It would have been nice to both of us go to school and have the ability and the money to do it, but school was expensive. Yeah. So I put her through school, and then she eventually, many, many years later, put, got, I got to go back to college and finish up my degree. Mm -hmm. So things change, and you can do things. Time gives you enough time to do all sorts of things. You don't have to always choose one or the other. So, uh, But involve each other in those things and value their aspirations you want to be their greatest cheerleader that's right you want to be behind that and and show your support and your love for that so um, also value their time and commitments that's yeah that's so, true so if you want to honor somebody um you want to make sure that you value that time um uh, I, I remember there was even some conflicts occasionally in there which they were there will be about work yeah yeah. And sometimes Scheduling. work has you busy and you got to do stuff. So, yeah, if you're communicating it, you guys should trust each other and walk through those things together. Mm -hmm. But I, I, there's always going to be a balance, right? It swings both ways. Sometimes, you know, maybe she has to understand that you got to be at work for this amount of time to do what you got to do. And then sometimes maybe you need to understand work-life balance, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it, it can go both ways, right? Especially today where... Uh, men, women, we're all in the workplace doing different things. Yeah. And they can be so chaotic, especially handling children, and, mm -hmm. and, and it can be complicated. So, yeah, being value value and mindful of their time and commitments. Yeah, so don't use the Trump card. The, the Trump card of, well, if you loved me enough, you wouldn't put this in your calendar, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, don't, don't diminish your, your partner's commitments with their time and their calendar situations. And do communicate. If you guys have to juggle life together, like so many of us do, I mean, and you are juggling life, but like if you, if you lead busy schedules, both of you, uh, find a way to communicate. Isaac and I share a family calendar. We put things in there so we can both see it. So there's no miscommunication. Nothing is worse than the panic of suddenly a special day arrives and it's an important day for one person and the other person has a commitment and who's going to take the kids to school or something like that, right? And all of that can be dealt with if there's clarity, communication, planning. Um, it takes forethought. Yeah. And, and the other I, I would say is like, you know, um, one of the things I think is funny is because Michelle's the one that always forgets anniversaries uh, more so than me. Um, uh, and like she, other little things like that. Yeah, the, I, so we're kind of opposite in that aspect. But uh, what, what I would say is as well, you know, value. Um, if something matters to you, communicate that it matters. Yeah. If it. If you don't communicate, then it matters. You can't expect for them to understand that. Yeah, you can't expect uh, uh, for them to do that. So, in my case, I was more worried about being the bad guy and forgetting the anniversary. And so, when Michelle was like, "Oh, you forgot the anniversary too? Oh, good. <laughs> sweat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to sweat this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm moving on. So, uh, yeah, make sure you do that. So, yes. 
So the next uh, the next point that I wanted to discuss is the importance of honoring a relationship by maintaining physical intimacy. I've known a few couples that have been married for you know more than ten years, and and the attitude uh, from my from my colleagues sometimes at work is, oh, we don't we don't have sex anymore. We don't do that. We've been married too long. We're too old for that. And um, or or oh, life is too busy, and I'm too tired. Those are not good reasons to stop being intimate with your partner. And yeah, I'm talking about sex, but I'm also talking about showing affection, uh, using gestures, using touch, um, you know, even that stare and the, the intimacy in a conversation, um, all of that is important. You've got to, you've got to maintain that physical intimacy regardless of how long you've been together or how busy life is. There are seasons. I'm not saying that, oh, okay, you got to be on a rigid military schedule. But, <laughs> you know, here, <laughs> Monday, Nine Tuesday. And <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> yeah, we put it on the calendar. <laughs> we communicate it. No, but um, it needs to be a foundational principle in a relationship. And it does bring honor to your, to your partner. Yeah, in the end, nobody wake, you know, nobody when they're uh, uh, Twitter pated, as they say in Bambi. Twitter pated. Yeah, as they're Twitter pated. Uh, you just uh, young, aged yourself. Young, uh, um, <laughs> young adults uh, thinking about getting married. It's like, you know what? I can't wait till we're like, you know, I don't know, fifty-ish, and don't have sex anymore, and don't even care about that stuff. Said no one ever. <laughs> uh, said no couple ever. To the contrary, you see yourself and you imagine yourself. Well, be that person, you know, um, be that person. You don't have to be like you know, rigid bunnies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but just enjoy those things and take time to enjoy those things and uh, build it into who you are, build it into what you do. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Isaac, people mess up. So what tip do you have? Uh, forgive their mistakes. <laughs> uh, forgiveness is one of the most important things that you can do. Yeah. Uh, literally forgiveness means to forget. That's why they have the same, you know, uh, beginning, right? Forget forgiveness. Yeah. The forgiveness doesn't mean necessarily to forget, but it basically means to forego or let go. Let it go. Um, uh, uh, what, what somebody owes you. Right. And so right. you, if, if you're going to hold on to these things, that's why, why it, it's an oxymoron. If she says, I forgive, but I never forget. Mm. She was forgiving, but she never forgot. Sounds like a grudge. I know. So that is just BS. You know, honestly, if if it's that bad, maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship. <laughs> um, uh, but honestly, you should let go. Yeah. Everything should be let go. And you should have, and the easier and the faster you let go, the better. Because right. the easier and the faster you let go, the more you can spend time fixing the things or correcting or living in the greatness of what you have. That's right. We're all human. There is no way that you are not going to make a mistake that hurts somebody else. And that goes uh, for everybody, everybody that comes into your life. So um, holding on to a grudge, not being forgiving uh, can really, can really ruin the honor in a relationship. It does bring honor to the ground level floor. So Yeah. Um, so we did talk about a few points here and I wanted to just recap. So we talked about listening actively. Yep. We talked about acknowledging feelings and showing empathy. We talked about 
respecting their boundaries and keeping your promises. As well as speaking kindly to and about your partner and expressing gratitude on a regular basis. Supporting their goals and aspirations, as well as valuing their time and commitments. And lastly, we talked about the importance of maintaining physical intimacy and being forgiving of the other person's mistakes. So in conclusion, honor is no cakewalk. It's going to take a lot of work to, to constantly be thinking and intentional about honoring your spouse or your partner, your significant other. And love, patience, and caring will take you there. Uh, if, you, if, uh, uh, if, if you have learned anything today, remember the theme of what we're talking about. Love is this, not that. And today we're saying love honors it doesn't dishonor. Yes. So try honor in your relationship and see how much of a difference that can bring in your relationship. This oh. is Michelle and I am signing off. And I'm Isaac Hayes and I'm signing off. Thank you so much for joining us in the Isaac and Michelle Hayes, My Little Family podcast. Don't forget that you can comment on our podcast uh, section in, in the little comments. We've gotten some reviews. Uh, and uh, share this with your friends. Yeah, it really helps our podcast stay alive. You guys have an awesome week. Wherever you're listening to us, whenever you're listening, we wish you the best. See you next time. See you next time.